Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. Ah! Oh, are you okay? I'm fine. Keep going. A fork. Which way? Either. This way. We just need to get topside. If we can find someone crowded, we'll be safe. Yes. He won't get us in public. Ah! Your leg? Yes. Well, let's slow down. No, we can't. It's okay. I don't think he got through. Oh, no. This way. What happened to the three musketeers? It didn't last long, did it? Let's find a door. Any door. There. The hatch opens behind the UFO diner. I'm sure of it. Oh, thank God. The police are looking for you. They're all over the park. I can help. Come out and let me help you. Quick, open the hatch. Oh, it's really stiff. Oh my God. JJ, it's too loud. Do it quieter. I'm trying. Faster, faster. Not you, ladies. Can you manage the ladder? Yes. Go, go, go. I'm right behind you. Grab my hand. I'll pull you up. Come on, Betty. You're doing so well. You're nearly there. That's it. Come on. I'm out. Close it! <laughs> Betty, come on, we can't stop, he's coming! Wait, oh shit, shit, this isn't the diner! Oh shit, it's the engine room of the Crash Ghoster! It's so brightly lit, he'll see us immediately! Wait, we need to find someone! Hello? Hello? Shit, where are the staff? Oh, Dream Street was deserted too! Oh god, all the rides have been shut! Oh, look, the surface stairs, come on! Stairs? I can't, Kate. My leg. I'm too slow. He'll catch up. Just put your arm around my shoulder. No, Kate, I'll slow you down. If you dare say, go on without me. But you have to. Don't be daft. I'm not leaving you with a psycho. I can hide. Actually, we both could hide. Wait, I've got a better idea. You hide, I'll lure him away. What? I'm fast. I'll be fine. No! And then when he's gone, you can just go back through the tunnel. Kate, no! You missed the training day on this place. It's a labyrinth. Dead ends everywhere. He'll catch you. I'll be fine. Look, this way we'll both be fine. Here, look. You just hide behind this crate, and I'll make sure he chases me up the stairs. I suppose we don't have any choice. Hang on. Kate, the stairs. The door on the second floor leads to the dark ride section, the alien autopsy. It's pitch black. He'll never find you in there. Okay. Second floor. Got it. Get down! All right, where are you? 
Show yourselves! I can still make it to the stairs when he turns his back. Ladies! Come out, come out, wherever you are! Wait! Can't hide from I've got me. another idea. I can see. start the coaster. You can run him over with it. Lure him onto the tracks oh, and... I don't know. Oh, I can hear the clocking of hens. Oh, shit. You're down here somewhere. The control booth's in the loading dock on the first floor. When the coast is clear, I'll go and start it up. Go. Be safe. You too. I... I love you, Betty. Oh, good God. You really think we're going to die, don't you? Go on. Get going. I love you too, sis. Come on, then. Look around, you bastard. I'm over here. I'll find you. Sooner or later, I'll find you. Not at this rate. <clears throat> huh? Oh, no! He's seen us! Aha! There you are. Come to pop. Follow me, dickhead. Can't get away, ladies. Door one. Door two. Oh God, it's so dark. Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> I like a challenge. Are you scared of the dark, girls? I'm not. Shame the ride's turned off. There's nothing like hunting in an immersive landscape. Like in that Yule Brynner film, Westworld. Ah, great film, that. Great film. Huh. Tell you what, I felt like one of them old types in a pith helmet when I followed Nick into the heart of darkness. Oh, that huge feckin' cat showing up was a step too far, I can tell you. Them ferals are getting massive. God, I hate cats. The ride's all locked up, you know. There's no way out. So this can take all night if it has to. Aha! Uh -huh. Sticky situation, isn't it, girls? Not safe to run in the dark. And I'll hear you if you do. And that leg must be bothering you, Betty. Especially after pegging it up them stairs. Now then, I think that came from over here. Oh, what? Who turned the ride on? Yes, well done, Betty. Sir, the president's on the line. He wants to know, <laughs> has the alien woken up? Actually, you know what? More light to see with now. Makes life easier. Oh no. Scalpel, nurse. It has three hearts. Where are you hiding? Perhaps it loves three times as hard. Oh, come on, come on. Where's the coaster? We have a lot to learn from our alien friends. Oh, oh. who's that crouched behind the glowing egg? Oh no. Trying to hatch a plan. <laughs> it's JJ. There you are. You found me. I'm sorry we ran away. I want to talk. <laughs> I think you've done enough talking. Where's your sister? She's hiding. Somewhere else. You'll never find her. 
and even if you kill me, she'll survive the night and she'll tell the police everything. Ah, she started the ride, didn't she? No! She must be in the control booth. No, that, that's, uh, it's Parker. He started the ride. He came to help. He's got a weapon. And he JJ, told the police... stop. Why don't you give up? It's not going to work, is it? No. Oh, poor baby. You must be exhausted. I am. I'm so tired. Oh, no. Little JJ. Always hiding, always fighting. I am. Come here, Pat. Come on. You know there's no point running. All right. That's it. Wait, before you do it, will you kiss me? What's this now? I've only ever been kissed by two men, Graham and Parker. You've got terrible taste, JJ. I know, and they were both really bad kissers. I just, I'd like to kiss someone nice. You still think I'm nice? Yeah. It's not your fault you've had to do this. And under that big, tough facade, there's a little kid who just wants to be loved. Uh, I don't know, you're making me sound wet. What kind of a man- And you're really sexy. I know we're cousins, but don't you want to kiss me? I've certainly thought about it. Come on then, kiss me. stabbed me. <laughs> Where'd you get a knife from? It's a scalpel, actually, from the alien autopsy. <sighs> Hurts, does it? I hope so. Entering the laboratory. Come here. Oh, I'm so sorry, mate. I've got a dash. My lift's here. I've got a coaster to catch. Please remain seated. See you later, Matty. Try not to bleed out before the cops get here. You great slow. big twat! Your hands must be kept inside the vehicle at all times. Save me a spot on that coaster! I'm coming! Wizard Entertainment <gasps> accepts no responsibility oh, no. for personal injury. Oh, shit, doesn't this thing go any faster? <laughs> oh my god! I've got a couple of tips for you, JJ. One, sharpen your feckin' knife before you stab something. Two, make your getaway in a faster vehicle. I've been on Nippia trams than this. Oh God, what is he doing? Can't leave your front hall on your own, can I? Hold tight, I'll be with you in a jiffy. Stay back, it's not safe. You'll fall onto the tracks. You wish. Three more carts and I'll be with you, my sweet. He's going to speed up at any moment. JJ, you're so worried about me health. How touching. No, no, stay. Just don't come any closer. Oh, God. Where are you going? Stay in your feckin' cart, you idiot. Stop making this so feckin' hard. Oh, no. It's going up. The alien spacecraft. It's taking off. Oh, no. Sergeant, they're escaping. It's picking up speed. No. We'll never catch them. Increasing velocity. Shit. Exiting Earth's atmosphere in five. No. Four. No. 
That again, you're stupider than you look. Cup of tea, detective? Lovely, five sugars, sir. Parker, turn that off, would you? You're probably wondering why I have called you all here today. Yeah, actually. You've arrested the killer. Why'd you need us? You don't look too happy about that, Mr Parker. No, no, I am. It's... It's great. It is. Thank you, Inspector, for everything you've done. Oh, it's not over yet. What do you mean? Have they confessed? Not exactly. Oh, will this take long? I've got an interrailing ticket to buy. I have to say I'm a little surprised by your reactions. I thought you'd want to know what we've learned, and hopefully you can confirm a few things, answer some lingering questions. Don't you have to take us down to the station for that kind of thing? No, no, no. Let's hear what the detective has to say. Thank you, Mr Jenkins. When can I reopen my park? All the evidence has been collected, so whenever you like. You'll have to clean up Dream Street, of course, and do some repairs on that roller coaster. It's missing a moon since Matthew put his head through it. It's an asteroid. I think it's just generic space rock, actually. Well, whatever it was, lucky for Matthew's head, it was made out of fibreglass. Less lucky it knocked him clean out the cart, of course. He'll be in that body cast for quite a while. He was standing. He wasn't wearing the safety belt. Oh, I doubt health and safety will close you down for that. Uh, much worse occurs in amusement parks all the time, even without knife-wielding maniacs on the loose. Uh, but I'm getting a bit sidetracked. Do you mind if I consult my notes for a second? Talk amongst yourselves. Do, 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 do. Anyone want a biscuit? Do, 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 no. All right, so, first things first, Geoffrey Norton. Dog walker found him in a shallow grave in the middle of the forest on Sunday. Has he woken up yet? Yes, indeed. Thank God. He's not completely compass mentors as of yet. No memory of your little tussle, Betty. Or so he says. But physical evidence at the scene corroborates your story. Of course, we're still trying to work out why he'd attack you. Any ideas? I told you before, I don't know. He's a psycho. I hear he was very fond of you. So what? He's a gross old pervert. 
It's not Betty's fault. No, indeed, Kate. I simply thought Betty and Mr Norton might have been close at one point. Oh, we were not close. And my sister's name is JJ, not Kate. Did you ask Matty why Norton attacked her? He's not talking. Oh, dear. Not a word? Nope. I have a theory, of course. Norton was already planning to dispose of Betty, but when she quit the park so unexpectedly, he was forced to bring it forward. The question is, why would he want to kill her? You said it already. He was obsessed with her. Maybe that's it. A man with psychopathic tendencies driven by the desire to possess another. Happens all the time. And how unlucky for you both. The father targeting Betty, the son after JJ. Dear, oh dear. Unless there's something more to it than that. If only they'd explain. Mr Jenkins, did they say anything to you when you visited them in hospital the other day? What? Oh. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, no, no, nothing. Strictly speaking, they aren't allowed visitors. Oh, really? Oh, dear. Why did you visit them, may I ask? Well, I... I, I am a Christian detective. It's important to me to extend forgiveness to those who have strayed from the flock. I, I wished to offer them succour in their, their darkest hour. Ah, oh, a man of God. Did they confess anything to you while you were there, Mr Jenkins? No. No, nothing. What a pity. And of course you urged them to cooperate fully with the police. Yes, I did. You didn't, I don't know, threaten them in some way if they talked? How dare you? Absolutely not. What kind of person do you think I am? I'm sorry. I have to ask these questions, you understand. I think you should leave now. Not yet. I haven't finished. JJ, the hospital found this in Matthew's pocket. My diary! Oh no, you haven't read it, have you? Well, yeah. I can explain. I didn't write those entries about Graham. It was Matty. Oh, we know. You already knew. Different handwriting, different syntax, misspelled Betty. A very poor forgery. Oh, thank God. He was going to leave it by my body, make it look like I murdered Graham and Betty and then killed myself. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. We would have seen straight through that. (laughs) Not exactly a criminal mastermind, is he? Just a boy driven by lust and jealousy. You'll be relieved to hear we've charged him with the murder of Graham Wainscoat, the framing, kidnapping and attempted murder of Betty and JJ, and the murder of the unknown woman in Dream Street. You haven't identified her then? No, sadly. A customer, it seems, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Looks like a staff member failed to clear the ride before locking the doors. She was trapped and witnessed Matthew attacking the twins. So we killed her. And you saw it happen, JJ? I did. What a shame she didn't tell you who she was. Yeah. A real shame. Strangely, she seems to have visited the park alone. No one's come forward to say she's missing. No adult children, no grandchildren, just an elderly lady in a theme park all by herself. I don't suppose the rest of you have any idea who she might be? Nope. No, I don't know. I... I don't know her. 
Huh. Funny, really. Who? Hmm. When we told Geoffrey Norton that the body of an unknown woman had been found in the park, he said something very peculiar. Might not be admissible because of the concussion and whatnot, of course. What did he say? He said he was behind it. Maybe he was. Maybe they colluded in their designs on the twins. Perhaps. Of course, he also said that he wrote the message that lured the woman to dreamland. Uh, he told us that he handed Matthew the knife, that uh, he was there when it happened, watching from the shadows. He even said he laundered the cat costume afterwards. <laughs> laundered the cat costume. <laughs> the ravings of a madman. <laughs> Quite. Doesn't make sense, does it? When our octogenarian Jane Doe was killed, Matthew wasn't wearing a costume and uh, Norton was unconscious in a ditch at the time. So perhaps... Uh, perhaps he thought I was referring to something else entirely. Perhaps he confessed to a different murder. He's confused. He doesn't know what he's saying. Hmm. Except in his ravings he called the woman Janet. So I did a little bit of digging and... Do you know what I found? Matthew's birth certificate. Janet Thurston is his biological mother. Janet Thurston is Geoffrey Norton's ex-lover. And Janet Thurston is your aunt. Isn't that right, girls? Yeah. You don't seem surprised. About what? Your aunt's been murdered. We've been through rather a lot, Detective. I'm so sorry if our reactions are a little off. Have you told our mum? A police officer's round there right now. But we haven't found a body and Norton's stopped talking, so as yet, your aunt is merely missing. Did you know you and Matthew were cousins? Not until that night. He... he mentioned it then. And then it slipped your mind, did it? Because your statement fails to... Is it important? Yes, Ms Armstrong, I rather think it is. This whole mess appears to be rooted in family. A very convoluted domestic <gasps> drama. Janet, <laughs> I knew something had happened to her. I just felt it in my gut. I'm right, JJ. She wasn't answering did phone calls. I should have done so much more for her. Detective, maybe this isn't important, but on the first day of training, I saw Matty playing with something. Sort of tossing it from one hand to the other. I asked him what it was, and he jumped out of his skin. Then he said he'd only just found it. I was curious, so I snatched it. And it was Harvey's dog collar. My aunt's dog. I didn't know what it was doing in the park, so I kept it. And I rang Mum to ask her, and she sort of dismissed it, like she always does. So I did too. Oh, I wish I'd done more. I was so self-absorbed, so wrapped up in my own life. Where is the dog collar now? I gave it to Sonia. Right. I'll make a note. If anything else occurs to you... It won't. I've said everything I want to say. Is that everything? I suppose it is, Lady Mockery. I suppose it is. It's Mrs Mockery, not Lady. My mother was Lady. I am not... Right, yeah. Okie dokie, thank you for the tea. No, uh, don't get up, I'll see myself out. Oh, uh, one more thing. Without a body, uh, 
Janet's body, I mean. Uh, Geoffrey Norton could get away with a very light sentence. Surely not. Or nothing at all. What? That's you what? can't That's let that happen You can't allow that to happen. All we have is his attack on Betty and, well, that could be framed as a lover's tiff. Are you actually kidding me? Mm, yes, not ideal. He can't be allowed to walk. You can't be serious. I mean, look what he did to her, for mm, God's sake. Not can a you... lot I can do, sadly. <gasps> all right, bye now. No but way. He's dangerous. Oh, my this God. This is ridiculous. Wait. He can't. Don't leave yet. Detective... You might want to reopen an old case. Jenkins. Parker's father. Me dad? He was killed in an accident a few years back. But I have reason to believe that Geoffrey Norton was behind it. Jenkins, no. Norton was a freelance contractor at the time, working on the opening of our pirate ship. I have long suspected that he tampered with the ride. And there are others, too. Stretching back years, Geoffrey Norton has been circling Margot like a shark. And why would he do that? Timothy, please. Trust me, darling. One more time. Inspector, we both knew Geoffrey before he worked at the park. Margot and I. We knew him from childhood. He was a disturbed boy and grew into a disturbed man with many delusions and fantasies. A particularly strong delusion centered on Margot. He'd tell wild stories, how she was an, an imposter of low birth. <laughs> Absurd. I believe he wanted what she had. The park. I believe he felt he was owed it. There are... Names I can give you. Perhaps... Perhaps you could investigate. How very interesting. Perhaps you would like to come to the station, Mr Jenkins, so we can talk further. Anything I can do to help? What about the rest of us? Oh, stay here, have a cup of tea, have a biscuit, but... Uh, hold off on the interrailing for a while, eh? All right. This way, sir. I know the way out, thank you. I live here. God, I'm shaking. My heart's beating like mad. I thought the old bleeding thing would come out. It still might. And what about Smithy? Who? Shut up, Parker. Jenkins knows what he's doing. He's protected me for a long time. Girls, thank you. And I'm so very sorry about Janet. So desperately sorry. I will make it up to you. I'd like to employ you in a full-time position. No, no. Thank you, Margot, but we didn't do it for a job. Why are we covering for her? We don't owe them anything. She's been through enough, Betty. Oh, I just want this over. But this way, it is over. Think, Betty. If the police found out about Norton's real motive, Auntie Margot loses the park, they'd link Janet to Margot, and all three of us would look like we knew all along. Oh, and Mum would find out her long-dead sister's still alive. Oh, God, Mum. Mum can never know. Life wouldn't be worth living. I'll retrieve Janet's body when it's safe. Oh, God. So we can have a proper burial in the forest. Margot, I don't think Janet would care about flowers and a headstone. I think she'd find it funny. Being buried under a roller coaster. 
Yes, I'm sure she's pleased as punch. Right, I'm done with this. Come on, JJ, let's get out of here. Wait, are you girls still going to work the summer here? Are you mad? Of course we're not. I mean, maybe I'll be back one day. She's coming into railing with me first. You are? I am? Well, if you want to, I'd like you to. Yeah, that would be great. I'll pay for your tickets. Uh, no, it's all right. Come on, we're going. Bye-bye, freaks. Oh, yeah. Uh, bye, Parker. Bye. Keep in touch, yeah? Another tea, Margot. JJ, I'm going to say this once, and then we'll never talk about it again. What? Something Matty said. It made sense. What? What he said about Graham taking advantage of you. About him being a creep. He's right. It wasn't your fault. You were a stupid child who was easily impressed. Still are, really. Is this an apology? Oh, yes. I suppose so. I apologise too. For everything. And I mean it this time. Oh, God! You're not going to go through a whole list, are you? <laughs> because we'd be here all day. Number one. In 1976, I cut the hair off your Malibu barber. <laughs> I know. That's why I coloured yours green. <laughs> and in 1978, I told Dad that you poured a can of Coke into Duncan Fiddle's rucksack. Oh, so that's how he knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, same year, I told Mum you called her a cow behind her back. Betty! And in Mrs Green's class, I tipped your chair back and you cracked your head on the floor. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Well, you wouldn't. You cracked your head on the floor. <laughs> hey, what about the time Mum knew I'd nicked her perfume? That was me. That was an accident, though. I thought she already knew. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was you. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, God. Let's get the hell out of here. You have been listening to Mockery Manor, written and directed by Lindsay Sharman, with sound design, editing, and original music by Lawrence Owen. Haley Evanett was JJ and Betty. Lawrence Owen was Matty, Parker, Jenkins, and additional voices. Lindsay Sharman was Margot, Sonia, Davina, and additional voices. Mark Restuccia was PC Steve and PC Dave. James Ducker was Walter. And John Henry Fall was the detective and Alfred Mockery. If you've enjoyed the show and you want more, we have three new shows coming later this year. To find out more, visit longcatmedia.com and sign up to our mailing list. Or find us at Longcat Media on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Longcat Media is me, that's Lawrence, and Lindsay. And that's it. We're a tiny organisation and we do everything ourselves. If you've enjoyed Mockery Manor and you'd like to support us, thank you. You can do that by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. There's a link in the podcast description. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to stay subscribed to this feed for some extras and Easter eggs, and we'll see you back at Mockery Manor for season two.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Loki. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Loki. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.